an incredible game. Game number 125. Uh, there's been 125 different games in 125. Six o'clock, it's time to get this shit started. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hours of all hours of comedy. Put your hands together for tonight's host, Aaron Lewis. Hey, all right, it's Friday night. Everybody should get in here because we're starting out. That's what we're all here for. We're all here to put money in this little jar so we can keep on start. Talking more into a microphone if you got problems or whatever. I don't know. Maybe your dad touched you or your mom, but in a loving way because my mom's here. I wasn't even lying. I brought an audience member and it's my mother, but she has a friend and they're both not single. So, but Still keep on trying, still keep on pumping money into this jar here. Who knows what will happen? Um, I was gonna do some host time, but if you guys have ever met me, I don't really have any mom-friendly jokes. I was like thinking about what I would say in front of my mom, and I was like, well, I can't do that one about killing grandma. Probably abortion jokes are out. Especially because she'll probably agree with them, but you know. No, uh oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass whooped by a hundred pound lady today. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I can't really talk about snorting meth on the Muni, because it didn't happen. <laughs> so, I don't really know what to talk about, but today a funny thing happened. I came over here and I brought up your first comic and her name is Nicole Turley so make it loud for her my good deed for the day hi everyone yes that was the horn that means the show has started all right Everybody have a good Friday? Are you happy that's the weekend? Oh, that's the extent of my crowd work. You're seeing it right now. I am, I'm, I'm ready for a break here. Uh, I'm, I've been looking for a job. Is anybody job searching right now? Uh, well, we're comics, you know, we're always searching, you know. Or you could just say unemployed. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really been on the job hunt for a while, like a, like a formal job, you know, that kind of thing, um, like in an office, at the desk. I haven't been on a, I haven't been on the hunt for that kind of job in a while, and things have really changed. And I never job searched in San Francisco, and I don't know what it is, but they have these weird habits. Like if you submit a resume, you'll get a letter back if they don't want you. Like I keep getting these rejection. Excuse me, I just dropped my phone. Um, I get these rejection letters for stuff I just send applications in for like why wouldn't you just not contact me just like 
I feel like it's, you know, if I I just right swiped on Tinder and the guy instantly writes me, uh, thank you for right swiping me. I just wanted to let you know I won't be murder- moving further with you. I have decided to fill another opening tonight. I don't know if that worked. Getting my phone, if you'll excuse me. My phone is my brain. Um, it's been dropped a lot, too. What else? So I, uh, about, uh, about two years ago, uh, I was this hellacious piece of shit, just total shit show drunk, just complete disaster. Well, I, I'm a disaster now, but I'm a sober disaster. I don't know if that's better. But yeah, so but two years ago, I left all that behind because I decided that I wanted to be boring instead. So boring now, yeah. Uh, you learn a lot about yourself when you quit drinking. Um, you learn, um, well, I, see, I used to think that I was an extrovert, okay? Turns out I was just drunk all the time. Uh, no, I'm an introvert, which, um, for those of you not in the psychological know-how, it's like, introverts, we get drained by social interaction, and extroverts kind of gain energy from social interaction. Uh, my friends are like, well, that's weird that you're an introvert because you do stand-up, you know? You're out there, and it's like, well, I just don't want to listen to other people talk to me. You guys are a captive all. You have to fucking listen. <laughs> it's like a bunch of my therapists here. <laughs> I love it. Except you don't get to talk back. <laughs> oh, that bitch is making horrible decisions. Yeah, so did that. Uh, I didn't do it alone, though. Um, I, didn't, I didn't quit drinking alone. I had the help of a program. Um, it's a program I call prescription drug abuse. Um, it's great, guys. Well, yeah, hey, you do sobriety your way, I'll do it mine, you know? Some people have 12 steps. I have three. It's called Oxy, Xanax, and Vicodin. Oh, I would leave the Oxy for the end. You save the best for last. No. I told that joke at an AA meeting one time. They did not like it. They did it. I'm like, God, chill out. It's just a joke. Go take a shot or something. Anyway, uh, one more and I got to get out of here. Um, not to brag, but I'm dating a conspiracy theorist. It's on again. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, so yeah. So my friends are like, why do you date all these weirdos? I'm like, well, because we- crazy guys fuck the best. I don't know, you know, right? Sex is always more exciting when you think you might get stabbed. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I can't come unless I think I'm going to die. Maybe it's just me. All right. Um, but I got the horde, so it's my time. We're going to bring up your next comic. Um, it's Connor Longsdale. Is it Longsdale? I only, I did, yeah, I, I forgot to, Connor Longsdale. Okay. Connor Longsdale, everyone. Hi. I've never been here before. How you guys doing? Could you hear me peeing just now during her set? I was nervous that you could. It's a thin door. My pee's loud as fuck. Is that like, you ever feel like when you're peeing in the stall, like next to someone, you want it like your stream to be more powerful than the guy <laughs> over there? <laughs> I guess that's how a real man pees. All right. <laughs> you guys, um, did you take Spanish in high school? You know, some? I think it's funny how some words can sound the same but mean way different things. Like, for example, Molesting is way worse than molestaring. 
That just means to bother. It's way less severe. Speaking of Mexicans, you know, I think it's really sad to go home alone at night and make yourself a quesadilla. It's just the saddest thing. It's too easy, too cheap. He knows, this guy's made some fucking quesadillas. Tortilla, cheese, loneliness, tortilla, <laughs> heat. It's that easy. <laughs> um, I was watching sports the other day and an ad for the new Marvel movie came on and my friend said, dude, X-Men, bro. I was like, you were one letter away from saying, dude, men, bro. I was like, that's gay. We're watching sports. <laughs> Stupid. Um, you know what the hardest part about growing up a privileged white boy is? It's when you show up to your soccer game. You look across that field. The other team's all Mexican kids. Do you have any idea how demoralizing that is as a child to know you're going to lose? <laughs> is that the time? Is that what that means? One minute. Okay. You know you're going to lose before the game even begins. That's not fun. It's not fun. I'd rather, it's Saturday morning, I'd rather be watching cartoons. You know, maybe that's where this whole Trump thing came from. You know? I grew up in the 90s. And they're bringing soccer in. They're like, let's make all the white kids play soccer. Then they get their asses whooped by the Mexican kids. Some of these kids grow up and they're still resentful. And Trump comes along. They're like, yeah, let's build that fucking wall. All right. <laughs> they say you get more conservative as you get older. Not so for me. Because back then I was like, can we put these kids in a cage or okay I'm against it now against it now progress. I'm too good yeah progress <laughs> I don't know it's like the soccer's turning people into Trump supporters man and the ones that didn't it turned them gay or half gay and now we're a nation divided guess which one I am yes good job <laughs> All right, thank you guys. My name's Carl Lonsdale. Thank you, Connor. Make it loud for him one more time. A lot of last names that we have nowadays are just like tradesmen names from back in the day. But this guy's got a first name from what he's still now doing. And that's fucking hunting for them laughs. So give it up for Hunter Uniac, please, everybody. Fuck yes. <laughs> Keep it going for your host, everybody. Fuck yes. Hey, Casey. Could you hear me pee? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted you guys to hear me pee. Fuck it. That's my version of heckling, I guess. That's silly. I uh, have things to say. I'm so tired, guys. I worked like two 15-hour shifts. 
in like two different days. Yeah, that that means Republicans think I'm still poor. It's I'm gonna sit, guys. My name's Hunter Uniac. A little bit about me. Um, my dad's a current tweaker. My mom's a former cokehead, and I'm a raging alcoholic, which means my parents have to be proud of me. You know, based off that, say I should probably not be sitting down in this position and telling you guys like this. It's turned to a fucking therapy session right now. You know, but uh, based off that same logic, my kids are going to be lazy stoners. My grandkids, fucking pussies. That's fun. I um, they have things to say. I love cocaine. It's a fun drug. Who here loves cocaine? We're on a radio station. Yeah, don't, don't feel afraid. You know, the cops are listening. I, uh, I do, though. Sometimes, like, I'll come home after a night of partying, and uh, I got nobody else to talk to, so I'll turn on Door of the Explorer just so somebody else will talk to me back. Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Got a lot of business ideas, guys. I want to make a masturbation condom just for men. And our motto is going to be, when you need to put matters into your own hands. <laughs> All the guys that laughed at that, they're already fucking thinking about that. It'll be great. I have things to say. I, um... Do we live in a great time in life? Like, you know, it's a great era. It's weird, though, like... How to put this? Technology has helped us get drugs so easily and efficiently that it's like impossible to imagine. Like, imagine if you're in the 90s, you know, trying to get drugs. You have to go up to a guy who doesn't believe in airplanes. You know, you have to track a guy down. I don't know. There's no fucking point in thought where I'm going with this. We're figuring shit out, people. I'm a stand. It's weird. It's called stand-up comedy. And whenever I sit down on stage, I have a fucking panic attack. It's like the entire audience is taller than me, and it doesn't feel right. The only reason I do stand-up comedy is so I can feel superior over you people for like 30 seconds. It's not working, apparently. That's okay. I, um, hmm, what else? Got a girlfriend recently, guys. Yeah, I treated her like a goddess. And I'm an atheist, which means I don't believe in her. You know, I'm trying to treat her like a goddess. It's 2019, though, and I can't find any good ways to treat a woman like a goddess. So like, fuck it. It's 2019. I'll treat you like God. Because God can be a woman, right? So I give her $2 every Sunday morning and don't talk to her for the rest of the week. You know? She acts like God, though. One time I uh, came over to her apartment on Sunday morning, and she was just blacked out drunk with wine and crackers everywhere. You know? All right, that's fun. I, um, what else do I have to say, guys? Took a, I took a break off comedy, which is weird. It's like my third set back, you know? And, like, I don't know why, but have you guys ever taken, like, a break off work? No, we're all poor. I get that. But, like, I've taken, it, it's, when you take a break off work, you're immediately able to come back, like, you know, full, like, you know, all wheels running. But with stand-up comedy, it's kind of fucking different because taking a break off comedy means being sober. So now I have to, like, practice drinking again. All right. I'll leave you guys with something. Something. That's my time. Keep going for your host, everyone. Give it up for Hunter, everybody. Let's get that guy in rehab. We should all go rehab together, you know, and exploit it and fucking shove things in our ass and just have a good time, you know? Let's put all the drug addicts together and tell them that they have problems and see how they freaking cooperate. We're going to see all these fun, exciting folks 
get very creative because they're artists just like all of us here wait yeah we're all going to rehab together anyways this guy's not going to rehab he's coming up right now and his name's kyle morrissey or, no 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 wait ryan schooley that's how good my memory is Oh, fuck yeah, Muni Radio. It's always nice when your intro, like, includes a question mark at the end. Like, Ryan, Ryan Schooley. Hell yeah. Um, happy to be here with you guys. I, uh, I lost, uh, I lost some weight recently. I lost, like, uh, 50, 60 pounds in the last three years, which I'm feeling pretty fucking good about. Um, yes. You, you could tell when you've been losing a lot of weight, uh, not just because of the scale, but like people compliment you way more enthusiastically when you you lose like a lot of weight, you know? And, and recently I feel like I, this last week, I got the highest form of weight loss compliment, you know? I was, uh, I was at work, somebody tapped me on the shoulder, they kind of pulled me aside, they're like, Ryan, are you okay? <laughs> That's how you know you're beach body ready. <laughs> is when your friends are concerned. Like that's, <laughs> hell yeah, guys. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like Nicole, I'm, I'm an introvert too, you know? Um, and I, I gotta say, like, I feel like, you know, I, I need my space. I need my time away from other people. I need to be alone, which is why I think the happiest I ever feel as an introvert is when my girlfriend and I have guests over at our apartment and then those guests fucking go home. That. <laughs> That's a relief I can't even describe, you know? Her friends will be sitting on the couch like, Ryan, you don't smile that much. I'm like, you should see me five seconds after you're gone. Uh, actually, a whole lot of smiling going on. Um, I, uh, yeah, man, I, I got a girlfriend. I have a very complicated relationship with her mom. Uh, I, don't, I don't really get along with my mother-in-law very well. Um, she, uh, she's just a little bit narcissistic, you know? She likes to brag about how hot she was in the 80s. Apparently she... <laughs> Apparently she was this like uh, like hot blonde white girl running around LA. The story she always tells to brag is how she was volunteering at the LA Olympics once and she actually met OJ Simpson. <laughs> and OJ Simpson started hitting on her. And my mom talks, or my mom, her mom talks about this shit very braggingly. She's like, yeah, OJ was hitting on me. OJ was, was spitting game. OJ wanted to get with me. I could have got with OJ, Ryan. That's how hot I was. I could have got with OJ Simpson. And I'm just like, sometimes I kind of wish you did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's the one thing that she and I have in common is we both think back to her night with OJ and wonder, like, what if, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah, guys. My um, my uh, parents were landlords. That's that's what my parents did. They uh, they were landlords. I don't know if you guys know your your real estate laws, but uh, in New York State, landlords are not allowed to directly serve eviction papers. They can't do it themselves. They have to do it through a third party. Get somebody else to physically hand the papers over for them. Uh, I know this as a fact because when I was 12 years old, I was their third party. That's. <laughs> I was who they chose, which is like I horrible, horrible thing to go through as someone like a young kid. Because I wasn't like a confident like young kid, you know. I was I was shy, I was insecure, which means my parents took one look at me and they're like, you know what'll make him a little bit more confident? Ruining a man's life. That's <laughs> how you give a boy self worth. 
So yeah, man, I, I, I went up, I knocked on that dude's door. I got lucky because I knocked twice. He wasn't there. I was off the hook, which was a relief for me, but a much bigger relief for him. Because there is no worse way to be evicted than to be evicted by a child. That's the worst way to lose your house, you know. He answers the door. He's like, hey there, little buddy. You uh, here to sell candy bars for your baseball team? I'm like, it is substantially worse, actually. All right, you guys have been great. Give it up for Aaron. Everybody give it up for one more time for Ryan Schooley. Man, last time I saw that guy, I got kicked out of a bar right afterwards just for doing comedy at, like, an open mic. Apparently, the guy thought I was doing my therapy time. And I was like, oh, well, what's funny to you? And he was like, no, just stop talking about sucking dick for heroin. And I was like, hey, I only did that once, all right? And it wasn't for heroin. Uh, your next comic. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's going to be great, and I hope I don't fuck up his last name. So please give it up for Rahul Sudarsan. It is on because I'm stupid. Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna put money in that jar. I will probably promise. Uh, last time I was here, I was peaking on acid and did a 90-second set. So hopefully this will go better than that. <laughs> all right. Um, you guys notice all the cool art here? I love all the art here. Like just fuck that shit and all that. And now we're all comics, and uh, it makes me feel bad. Like you know. Comics are kind of artists, I guess. I don't know. Do you think comics are? Do you think your son is an artist? You know? Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. We're all fucking artists. I think comedians are artists the same way, like, I don't know, dentists are considered doctors. Like, you know, invited to the cocktail party, but, like, you know, when you need them, they're not useful at all. But, you know, dentists get a lot of bad rep. I think, like, you know, you could, um, they could be getting a lot more credit if we call them by more fancier, more technical term. Here's my suggestion. Mouth the gynecologist. <laughs> and like, yeah, they have a lot of stuff in similar, you know, like gynecologists and dentists, like they hold an orifice of your body open for an uh, uncomfortable period of time. And uh, they ask really, un, uh, really personal questions. And sometimes they stick their dick in said orifice. <laughs> No, just my dentist? Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to use more gender-neutral terms. That's a movement. I learned about that, gender-neutral stuff. Uh, that's a thing. Um, but I get, I get really confused. Like, you know, my friend told me she's a lesbian. So I said, no, you can't say that anymore. That's, that's gender-specific. Got to use the proper term, which is faggot. And just call everyone fag. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm not doing that joke anymore. That's, I don't like using that word. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. I was like, um, I'm from Fremont, guys. Does anyone know where Fremont is? Anyone? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, clap for Fremont. I'm, this joke is slandering Fremont. Okay. Um, but I'm from Fremont, and um, there's a lot of cool protests in the Bay Area. Like, this the whole place was founded on, on protests and everything. And uh, there's a new protest in Fremont, like, which is... Um, they're protesting a homeless shelter, not to build a homeless shelter there, against a homeless shelter. 
and um like yeah that's fucking fremont for you like uh uh how did that joke end i just wrote it because they just started protesting but uh i don't know i guess uh they saw san francisco and was like uh we already smell like curry and shit why add more human feces and poverty to that smell that's not great um but yeah like uh, I forgot the rest of that joke, but <laughs> uh, give it up for heroin, guys. I love heroin. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I uh, did that bit um, or some bit about heroin, and um, some another comic said, uh, uh, you don't look like you do heroin. You're too thick to do heroin. First of all, she called me thick. I felt like a bad bitch. And uh, second of all, I'm in recovery, you know, and um, I didn't know Narcotics Anonymous had a freshman 15. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, but uh, before I did NA, I, did, uh, my, I think psychiatrist gave me like Suboxone and like who knew that the cure for heroin is fucking diet heroin. Uh, anyway, that's my time. Thank you guys. Give it up for your host. <laughs> Give it up for Rahul one more time. Yeah. So your next comic, I already gave him an introduction, but he's really funny, so he deserves a second one. So please, everybody, give it up for Kyle Morrissey. Give it up for Aaron Yadida, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know what your last name is. Um on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, happy Friday. My name is Kyle. You probably could have gotten that in like five guesses. Um, my parents said they named me after a character on Melrose Place, um, which would be the weird part, but the weird part is that uh, uh, Melrose Place started airing in 1992, and I was born in 1991. So that means for maybe upwards of a year, I was just the baby, <laughs> just like a nameless baby. Um, it could be worse, though. You could have his last name. No, I, it could be worse. I, uh, I have a friend named Chris Hansen, uh, who's not a fan of the Dateline NBC references. And uh, I just had to double check with him. I was like, Chris, you know that Chris Hansen isn't the pedophile, right? Like, like it's not just 14 seasons of the same pedophile. <laughs> Like confronting people in their homes. Like, you imagine that? He just walks in and he's like, why don't you take a seat? Because I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, there would be exactly one investigation on that show. I, uh, I, I have to keep doing that joke because it's tied to my opener about my name. So, at least it's not a bad one. Um, I know you said, uh, I know you said no abortion jokes, but, um, I really need to work out this bit. <laughs> um, I, you know, people are talking about the abortion ban, and uh, it got me thinking, like, what would happen if, you know, it, it, it like, passed. Um, and it's like, what happens when something becomes illegal? Like, it becomes way cooler. <laughs> um, like, and then I started thinking, like, what if, it, what if abortion got banned, and then we just went back to, like, prohibition times? Like flappers dresses started coming back like we all started speaking in like transatlantic accents again it was just like the prohibition 1920s but you walk into a speakeasy and there's just some dude in a suit like we gotta sterilize these speculums see like if abortion gets banned fedoras might become cool again okay 
I'm, I'm terrified of making eye contact with the women now. <laughs> um, women don't get enough credit. Uh, I learned that in a rather particular example earlier this year. I went to France and I went to Versailles, the Palace of Versailles, uh, which is where Marie Antoinette lived. And she had like her own mansion. And um, we got to the mansion and it's huge. It's this giant house. And then on the lawn, there are these things called a uh, nutria. Do you guys know what nutria are? They're um, beavers. They're like giant beavers. And uh, so here I am, I'm, and there's just, a, there's just a huge crowd of people around these beavers. Like, it's like a really unusual looking animal, it's just wandering around. And uh, so here I am, standing in front of the house of maybe one of the most famous women in history, and everyone's just like, wow, giant rats. Gosh, let's see, I, uh, I'm, I wonder why people only jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, why, there's plenty of bridges around here. Um, like, if you're from Oakland and you jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, you had to drive across a whole other bridge to get there. And, like, while you were on that bridge, you were probably like, this traffic fucking sucks. I can't wait to kill myself. If only there were some way. Um... I got to think of a closer. That's basically my time. Thank you very much. <laughs>
You know, I mean, like, God, he's talking about lava again? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I get it. It's liquid fire. It's not supposed to coexist, but it does. Can we talk about something else? You know, with three people, you just turn your attention to the other person, right? Now the first guy's left thinking, oh, maybe I do talk too much about lava. <laughs> but it's so interesting. It's destructive, yet it created Hawaii. <laughs> Like the tectonic plates, I too must shift my conversation. <laughs> now you think if three is good, four is better, right? No, four eventually just breaks down into two groups of two, and you're right back where you started. They're talking about, oh, now he's talking about icebergs. Jesus Christ. I get it. It's an island of ice. It's the opposite of lava, okay? Can't we just move completely away from lava? My God. Anyways, um... <laughs> That needs a better ending. <laughs> and you know, when you're talking on the phone, the more you switch the phone from one ear to the other, it means you're tired of the conversation. Do you guys know that? You're like, all right, left ear, right ear. Oh, but you're taking a beating. Left ear, it's your turn. <laughs> all right. I know, Ma, whenever I'm sleep paralysis, I, the devil's sitting on my spinal cord. I get it. I get it. Switch. I know, Ma, I know, everybody talks about how God could be a, uh, a woman, but nobody talks about how the devil can be a woman, I get it. <laughs> Switch, I know, Ma, I know, angels have wings because everybody likes birds, but the devil has horns and a tail because nobody likes cows, I get it. Switch, I know, Ma, can we talk about UFOs now? Switch, Ma, did you switch on me? Did you? Did you? All right, that one needs a better ending. Hey, you guys know what I'm afraid of? Oh, man, the wind. <laughs> oh, God. It, it's invisible, but then it, it can move things, right? And then it howls after it moves things. Like, if it wasn't for science, I'd be terrified of a windy day. I'd be like, right, children, come inside. They're here. <laughs> they dropped the branch. That fucking, they dropped a branch on my cousin and now he can't walk. <laughs> All right, I blame it on that, uh, I think. Hey, you guys know what uh, wakes me up more than drinking coffee? Stealing it. <laughs> oh man, I steal, I steal three cups a day. And it makes me all jittery and shit. Did you, do you have PTSD? I bought this, leave me alone. <laughs> Pretty soon, pretty soon I gotta steal something more expensive just to get the same rush, you know? Like a large cup of coffee. I love, I love all the natural highs, you know? Like adrenaline, love that. I love sex, I love laughter. One of these days I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoplift while jerking off and then I'm gonna think of something funny. Fuck <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, then my body will explode and then candy will fly out, you know? I don't know. Some people get off on pain. Right, they cut themselves. I don't understand that. And then other people like to smell their own shit. <laughs> I kind of understand that. <laughs> like, oh, that's a bad one. Oh. 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 oh, I better spray some. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> To what? One of these days. Next time.
Next time. Uh, your next comic, uh, I don't have to introduce him so much because he's got a badass outfit on. And like, I think after watching him perform, you will like give up your skin for whatever his purposes are. But, you know. Give it up for Justin Creasy. Sorry. Forgot where I was going. I am here for your skin. I didn't want to bring it up, but thanks. Um, I, you could have introduced me. You could have tried. Um, I'm, I'm just working on some stuff. Sorry, guys. I'm going to read some things off my phone. First of all, I just want to... What happened here? Why is, are there all these people here who I... Usually when I come to Mutiny, I know everybody. Did Mutiny Radio get cool, really, all of a sudden? Uh, I'm kidding. I love, I love Mutiny. Everybody, everyone knows it's a place to be. Pam, we all love it here. Um... I'm trying to work on my introduction bit that I do for myself when I do it shows, so just pretend that we're at one of those, please. Uh, I have a weird look for comedy, right? Let's knock that right off the top. Uh, I know it can be confusing. It can be hard to tell if I want to die or if I want you to die. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, I have not decided yet. All right. Uh, I am as mad as I look. Oh, I... <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm mostly I'm mad at God. And uh, I know a lot of people don't believe in all of that. But if God isn't real, who ruined my life? I made good decisions. I went to college, for example. And then God was like, oh, yeah, well, now college is stupid. Uh, God gives a lot of bad advice to like turn the other cheek. My cheeks are pretty sore about now. I don't know about you. Uh, I skipped a part. Oh yeah, uh, I dress this way because it's the only way to be honest. I just want you to know right off the bat that this is going to be weird. Um, I am mad how my life turned out, so I looked how into how I could change that. I'm sorry, I'm not performing this well at all. Uh, I'm mad about how life turned out, so I looked into how I could change that. I ended up drawing pentagrams all over the walls. That's my uh, life trajectory. Uh, people often ask me for obvious reasons if I talk to Satan, and the answer is I hope not. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who's on the other end of the line. All right, that's a scratch, that one. Um, I'm going to just try a bit that I wrote. Uh, you guys believe that society is falling apart? I feel it, yeah. Uh, if you don't think society is falling apart, just listen to the music, right? In 1954, Eartha Kitt had a song that came out. It was called I Want to Be Evil. And her idea of evil is adorable. She's like, I want to be evil. I want to shoot pool. I want to play poker. I want to wear jewels. We do all that in church now. Um, that's how it happens. It goes bit by bit, right? There's little, uh, it's a uh, uh, tiny step by tiny step. Back in, way back when they had that music, like, uh, you know that old phonograph Looney Tunes music, that old, you remember, you remember that stuff, right? Even their parents probably sat them down and said, you know, there'll be none of the devil's house in this music, you see? It's church hymns for you and no dancing. And then the kids were like, fuck you, mom and dad. Oh, my honey. Oh, my darling. 
Um, what else do I have? Thank you. I apologize for not being more put together today. Um, I always hear women saying, where have all the good men gone? Um, I'm pretty sure they're just with good women. <laughs> the good ones pair off early. We are what's left over for each other. Uh, do you feel that sinking pit of despair in your stomach? Me too. That's how you know we're a match. Uh, how do you not know where the good men have gone? I know where the good women are. I can see them. They're usually in places I'm not allowed. They're in restaurants with tablecloths. They're behind glass. They put the good ones where I can't get them. Uh, all I'm saying is if, uh, if you end up on my futon, you probably belong on my futon. Uh, and I think that'll do it for me. Thank you, everybody. Give it up for Justin one more time. Uh, okay, your next comic. Uh, believe you have a show here, right? Yeah, all right. He's got a show here. And you can see him all over town at other showcases. Uh, and his name is Mike Evans Jr. girlfriend now which is, is, is lasting three months right now which is the longest it's ever lasted for me um and i'm worried because i still watch porn and i have to convince her that like it's not like me imagining i'm fucking someone else it's just like girls in porn do shit that my girlfriend doesn't let me do you know what i mean like i uh like i miss like fucking outside or like fucking in places you're not supposed to like like you're so horny you gotta like get head in the movie theater all that shit right but now my girlfriend's just like, no, let's just go home. Let's just go to my apartment, you know, where it makes sense. But I just, I don't know. I miss that shit a lot. I grew up in San Francisco, so a lot of our parties were in parks, which meant like getting head in the dirt and on the beach. Like the first time I got my dick sucked was on the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, that's not true. It's not true at all. It's not true. I just want to see you guys' reaction. I would love to like try that and there's a guy trying to kill himself. He sees me, he's like, oh, I can't now. I mean, <laughs> there's a guy getting head. <laughs> um, I do have a girlfriend and she's very beautiful and nice and shit, but I don't have standards when it comes to like just fucking people, like in general. Like if you want it, you can get it. It's not even that hard at all for me, which is like a joke I, I, I'm nervous to tell with her in the crowd because like, to be my girlfriend, we gotta have like, you know, we gotta be fucking smart, interesting, we gotta have chemistry, right? But like, when I'm drunk, it's horrible. Like, I'm Stevie Wonder to this shit. I'll fuck just the shit out of anybody, right? But you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't judge Stevie Wonder, right? He just, he'll fuck anybody, but you know, he's a legend. You think his girlfriend's gonna be hot? He won't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I work with kids, which is, um, <laughs> which is always a punchline after I say the shit <laughs> that comes out of my mouth. Um, and I lie to them all the time, which is a lot of fun because depending on how old they are, I used to work with elementary school kids and I used to have this lie about how I used to date Beyonce and, um, I'd be like, you know that song, to the left, to the left, everything you own in the box to the left. I was like, that was my box. She was putting me out. And the kids are always like, no way. Like, 
Like, call her. I'm like, who the fuck would call their ex? <laughs> like, like, you don't have any pictures of her? I was like, no, she's my ex-girlfriend. Like, I deleted all traces of that shit because it hurts. And they're like, do you think Jay-Z's mad at you? I'm like, he has way more money than me. Like, uh, another lie I tell the kids is that um, if they don't do their homework, like, global warming speeds up. Like, they're all, they're all going to see that shit, right? I'm like, dude. <laughs> This kid, Dylan, came up to me and was like, I'm starting to do my math homework, Mr. Mike. I'm like, it's fine. You're going to see all this shit happen. Like, you're going to die so quickly in a, just a fiery pit of hell. It's going to be so horrible. Famine, no water. Yeah, it's going to be disturbing. I figure that's the best way to convince kids to do shit because, like, little kids are like, I don't know, they're kind of like, like rednecks. Like, you know, like or like Trump supporters. Like, they're all... Like, they're so stupid that you gotta convince him with shit with fear. Like, fear is the only thing that, like, gets Trump supporters to do stuff. So it's, like, the same thing. We say the same shit, right, about people in middle America, right? They're, like, kind of adorable because they don't know what the city life is really like and they fuck their cousins. We're like, aw, that's adorable. We'll just scare you with some shit. We'll see how this goes. Let's say. Uh, <laughs> trying to find the correlation between little kids and Trump supporters. Fear is the only thing I think they have in common right now, but uh, we'll figure out the rest. And racism. Kids aren't, kids racist? Not yet. <laughs> Love the, the horn, if you guys have not been here before, the horn is always perfectly timed for what joke you say. <laughs> Are kids racist? Huh? <laughs> Are my parents gonna get a divorce? <laughs> Do I have AIDS? No, okay. Um, oh, and this one. Uh, I want to adopt a white baby. Um, I think it would be very funny because, you know, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have been doing it. And um, I just want to adopt like a little white boy and like have him infiltrate the Republican Party. I just think that'd be fucking great. You know, but then like I, <laughs> I have a white friend named, named Casey and I told him straight up, I was like, he's just going to call you dad. Like, I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> like, hey, uncle, dad. He's so weird. So, man, but uh, I don't know. I think that's the only way we'll get in. Like Kanye tried to get in. I don't think he really made it inside the Republican Party yet. But if I raise little Philip, Philip Evans, he'll, he'll make it. What's like a name that like, you know, gets in the Yale? What's like a white man name? Anybody just yell one out? Skyler. There we go. Skyler Evans. Troy. Troy. Troy's, yeah, I, I would trust Troy more than Skyler. Skyler sounds like you're going to shoot up school. But like <laughs> Troy's like he might. <laughs> win for a congressman or something but I'm scared like Troy might develop like actual emotions he might be like oh, but I want to be an artist dad I'm like no you're a secret agent like shut the fuck up this is why I adopted you you have to you have to infiltrate and I think that's why white people adopt black babies it's like no make me feel better about my white guilt like <laughs> learn how to play basketball and rap all right anyway my name is Mike Evans have a good night Give it up one more time for Mike Evans Jr. That was good shit. Uh, your next comic, surprisingly also, don't know him, but he sounds like a sexy lion. And his name's Roman Leo. Yeah! All right. 
what a great show, you guys. This is as good as it gets. In the sense that uh, I've performed for lots more people and bombed horribly, but you guys are nice. And so it's like, it remains to be seen whether I'll bomb or not. Um, I feel like, uh, like I wish I had a job. <laughs> um, I feel like all of you are employed and, uh, and, and like I do stand up comedy. So you'd be think like if, at least if I didn't have a job and I did stand up comedy, I'd be good at it. But no, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm chill as chill. Right? Now, I'm super chill. I'm totally fucking zen. Right? I can feel this fucking mic stand biting into my arm right now. <laughs> I can feel the pressure of my left foot against the floor. I can feel the my tongue on the roof of my mouth. That's a weird one. If you're listening to meditation shit on YouTube and they're like, feel the pressure of your tongue inside, and you're like, ah, <laughs> I feel it all the time now. <laughs> it's fucking scary. Um, and then you're just like, yeah, pick a mantra. I'm like, ah, you know, but I did. I found it. You guys want to hear my mantra? It got, it's a uh, yas. Fuck yas. <laughs> this is AF. I don't know. It is my 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 Zen. My mantra is AF. Um, fucking billboards are fucked. They're still, you know, you figure people just talk about only uh, liking girls with big asses and stand-up comedy, but also fucking billboards are still fucked. Like, I saw a billboard in San Francisco that said pro-life, and I was like, in San Francisco? My life is pain. <laughs> My favorite one of all time has got to be the one that says uh, buzz driving is drunk driving. 2006, you're sh like, oh shit, this is a weird time to learn something from a billboard. I will pull over as soon as I get off the Bay Bridge. Uh, I should not have had those three racer fives on an empty stomach. This is not a drinking crowd. I don't know if you guys just noticed. <laughs> You guys are like more of like a Oakland to San Francisco crowd where everybody like drives responsibly and like right lanes faster on the eastern span, left lanes faster on the western span. And then when you go back to Oakland from say the marina at 1.30 a.m., everybody's, there's no fucking right lane. Everything's wrong. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> fucking, you ever be, seriously, you try to take that 880 south exit towards Maritime coming off the bridge and then there's this guy from Berkeley coming from the marina in an infinity and he just takes a right turn to pick 880 at the last second like over the median and you're just like fuck and you're looking at your friend and you're like oh I know my friend is probably fucking high and then there's like a pause and then we fucking hit the infinity and I was like ah and then we're like both on the concrete barrier on the side of the road and uh, I was like damn and then like <laughs> like both cars come to a stop and there's like a big question mark and then the fucking infinity fucking peels off and it's a hit and run and I was just like 911 dude you know right and they're like right you know I was like we, that's what we should do right now there's and then the um the fucking the 911 lady is like do you want an officer and I'm like wait you're high right do you are you sure you want an officer you know what I mean like he's like we can do this and I'm like okay we want an officer and then they breathalyze Connor and uh <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he blew a .05, so we won. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, guys.
Roman Leo. Give it up for him one more time. That reminds me of a rap song I made and put it on SoundCloud. And it was called Taking a Shit on the Bay Bridge. It was a whole new movement I was starting when I was like, when I was really thick in the rap game, you know? Like if you saw my Facebook name, you'd get it. You'd be like, what is this white boy? Why is he called Aaron Yardab Al Boo Lewis? And I'd be like, well, I'll tell you why. Because I started a new movement where you get off on the Bay Bridge and you take a shit on it, okay? We're talking hyphy 2.0 right there, all right? <laughs> Clearly, you guys aren't down. <laughs> um, your next comic hopefully has better jokes than I do. And I hope I don't fuck his name up, but it's Casey Keeving. I'm just going to purposely fuck people's names up now. Yeah, I'm going to actually use the mic stand today. It feels kind of like one of those days. I, um, it's been a nice day out. I actually, uh, I was walking down the street yesterday and um, I saw my favorite type of person. Uh, I saw a buff Asian guy. Uh, yeah, right? Give it up for buff Asian guys. Yeah, they're really great. I love anybody that breaks the stereotype, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, like, it was one of those moments where you really want to bond with somebody, but it would be too awkward to. Like, I wanted to be like, yeah, come on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, yeah. I know he's not doing it for me, but it feels good. It feels really, really good. Um, one of the reasons probably is, uh, I don't know. I guess I just feel like uh, I I'm half Asian, so maybe I'm only, like, half embarrassed by it. But I... Uh, I don't know. We just, I, I don't think that Asian guys have like a tough guy appeal generally in America. Unless you're Bruce Lee. Like unless you're an actor that actually kicks everybody, everybody's ass in a movie, like you don't really get, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not a fighter. I know that about myself, you know. Like uh, when I was a kid, my mom signed me up for like karate classes at the YMCA. Not because she thought I was an athlete, but because she looked at me and was like, that kid's going to need some self-defense. Like, you know, he's scrawny, got a big mouth, you go to public school, it's not going to go good. So I took karate. And um, from my experience, uh, karate gives you the confidence that uh, you should not have. And... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So I took it. I'm especially a kid, though. You know, people said I was, like, really good. They kind of pump you up when you're in there. They're like, you're strong. Way to go. You can do it, buddy. <laughs> and it does get to your head. You're like, yeah, damn straight. I'm a yellow belt. I can take anyone, you know? Uh, then I went to school one day, and I found out that uh, karate doesn't actually teach you how to fight. Karate teaches you how to do karate. And those are two really different things. <laughs> like I was facing off with this like bigger dude on the schoolyard. Probably shouldn't have called him a bigger dude. And, <laughs> and uh, I remember the uh, look on his face before it all went down. He was actually more confused than angry. Like he was just like, really, you want to do this right now, man? Like I'm gonna s destroy you in like two seconds. And I was just like doing my karate blocks, like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last thing I remember. So. <laughs> Got picked up from school. Mom said I didn't have to do karate anymore. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been, 
I've been thinking about the gym lately. I, I, I want to join again, but uh, it's kind of tough. The, uh, the hardest thing I've ever had to do at the gym was uh, cancel my gym membership <laughs> in the past. Uh, it, this was like a one of those like local gyms and like uh, I remember the day I called up I was just like hello I'd like to cancel my gym membership please and the lady on the line was like no problem all you have to do is come down in person and cancel <laughs> I was like why she's like oh we just have to make sure it's actually you <laughs> I was like yeah is that a big problem in the for gyms people prank canceling each other's gym memberships <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Like, ah, Casey, now you can't not run on a treadmill once a week. All right, that's my time. Thanks, everybody. Give it up for Casey one more time. Yeah, fuck those gym people. I bet they can't even whack off good. Like, not like underneath, like, well, you guys don't do that? How do you guys jack off? I mean, we all do it, right? It's kind of like wiping. Or does no one wipe? Ew. Bet none of y'all wipe. You guys be stealing napkins from Starbucks to fucking clean your booty holes. Yeah, me too. Uh, Pam, did... All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the person that runs this. This is why we're all here. So please make it loud for Pam Benjamin. As I give myself money, it seems a little counterintuitive, but... Doing it. Anyways, I'm so glad you're talking about toilet paper. I, I do steal toilet paper. I don't yeah. I don't believe in paying for paper products. Ever since I went to college, I was like, this is what tuition is for forever. It's just paper. I actually did, st I, I never buy toilet paper. I actually steal it from here. So I do buy toilet paper, but then I steal it from myself. I'm off track. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I've been thinking, I've been getting really, really high lately and thinking about important science fair projects that I could have with small children. I don't have any children. I just want to win the motherfucking science fair. Is anybody a winner? Did you win the science fair? I didn't. I'm not a, I never won the science fair. I always wanted to win the science fair. I'm going to abduct a small child so I can win. I was thinking, this is my, my new thing. I was thinking, if we can grow a human ear on a rat, why aren't we growing steaks on rats? Like, I won't eat a rat, but I also don't want to kill a cow. If you have a human ear on a rat, and you're like, oh yeah, I want a human ear, I'm gonna, uh, but I would like a steak, a steak, steak rat. Like we could have, like cancer doesn't have to be bad. What if, because cancer is a proliferation of cells. So what if we put a proliferation of steak cells on a rat? What if I could grow my own steak? Can I, like, I would like to on my own leg and then just kind of cut it off. And is that counterintuitive? If you, if I was starving and I ate my own foot, is it enough calories to survive or am I going to die faster? Faster. faster. <laughs> what if I cauterize it and, like there's magic knife and I don't bleed out and I eat my foot? Is there enough calories? In my, f if I eat my own, if I'm starving and I'm biting my fingernails and I eat my own skin, can I stay alive? 
can I suck my own breast milk? I, these are important <laughs> things I need to learn about with a small child in a science fair. I actually, <laughs> I actually, it seems, it seems like it's going to work to me. I actually would like to lactate. I've always wanted to lactate. I want to use my body in the way God intended, not to like birth a baby, but uh, to lactate because I think it's consent-based milk and we can save the vegans. Like I could make cheese out of my breast milk and then we can feed it to vegans, it's consent-based. But the thing is, I eat and smoke so much weed that when I pump my breast milk, it's gonna have THC in it, so can I make TH cheese? And then can I get high off my own supply? Like, is it, have I reached singularity with the weed? I think, science fair project, important! My, the, this is also, I wanna change the life of a child, um, and everything we know is wrong. Follow me for a second, the T-Rex bones were put together incorrectly, okay, right? We just put the T-Rex bones back together like 150 years ago or whatever, and the bones were scattered, and we're like, oh, the hubris of man to like have the biggest, coolest dinosaur walk on two beefy legs, right? Tiny little arms, big beefy legs. But it's got this weird hip cap that forces it over, and it's got those little arms, and it's like, right? You all seeing it in your minds? So when you look at the bones, it actually doesn't have a breastplate, which is weird because every animal in the whole world has a breastplate. So if you take that big hip cap and you flip it around and you make it a breastbone, then those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. Ah! T-Rex was a dragon. Why do we have all this dragon mythology? And no dragon, there were dragons, of course there were dragons. The T-Rex was a dragon. They said, oh, the T-Rex was related to a chicken. Uh, the of course, because it had big beefy wings. Ah! Think about any bird, tiny little legs. So take those little arms and move them back and turn them into bird legs. Look at any bird, big body, tiny legs, weird. Have I, have I, I've convinced some fifth graders that that's absolutely 100% fact. I hope that you guys believe me too. Next time you look at a T-Rex, seriously, think about me winning the science fair. Like I think, <laughs> thank you guys for laughing. Aaron Lewis. Everybody, give it up for Pam one more time. Yeah. Dude, I'm kind of obsessed with breast milk. Like, I don't want to get anybody pregnant, but, like, I kind of do. Like, I've nutted in somebody before, but they were on birth control. But, like, I just want to make some, like, really bad decisions. Like, I feel like the greater the regret, the greater the pleasure. Maybe not but do it for that titty milk. Uh, your next comic, his name is Zach Lord, and he's gonna make you laugh right now. All right, Mutiny Radio, how are we doing? All right, this is my second time here. Eight times as many people, this is interesting. How many of you are comics? Raise your hands. All right, cool, like 50-50 split. I might get some laughs, there we go. Uh, uh, guys, a little bit about me. I had a pretty weird childhood, guys. Very weird childhood. In third grade, my mom was despised by my school's faculty because she accidentally killed this kid in my class who happened to have peanut allergies. Yeah, yeah, no, it turned into this whole big deal. She didn't know he had peanut allergies. Nonetheless, she still had to shell out like $3,000 to get the front bumper on her car repaired. <laughs> turned into this whole big deal. It wasn't peanut related at all. Bless his art, he can eat peanuts in heaven now, where there's no cars at all. 
You guys know the, uh, the organization Mothers Against Drunk Drivers? You guys heard of it? When I was a kid, I always wanted my mom to join that organization, not only because I would have had more, you know, like alive classmates in my room, but I really wanted my mom to join Mothers Against Drunk Drivers because had she joined that group, she may have had less time to spend with her favorite group, Jewish Mothers Against Their Children's Self-Esteem. <laughs> Very real group, guys. It's been going on for like 5,000 years. Like more than twice as long as Christianity, if we're keeping count. We're not keeping count. They won that battle. They won that battle. Uh, anyone else here uh, hate baby on board signs? I fucking hate baby on board signs, mainly because of the confusion of it all. Like they don't take the sign off when the baby's not in the car. I got in a lot of trouble the other day. I was walking through a parking lot. It was a hot day. This car with tinted windows, this baby on board. I'm like, I have to save the baby. There's a baby roasting in there. And I was really disappointed. I break the window. There was no baby at all in there. Very disappointing. There was nothing else in the car that I could steal and ransom. There was nothing that I could sell out of that car. Babies go for a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> new joke, not bad, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you guys mind if I try more new stuff? Yeah, there we go. This is for me. Uh, guys, uh, my ex-girlfriend, she worked for the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. And I never saw her at work, but I can't imagine she was very good at her job because she gave me chlamydia. <laughs> she didn't control diseases very well at all. My most recent girlfriend worked for the suicide hotline. It's not what you think, guys. She did not kill herself. All right, she killed herself, but <laughs> that's another story. New joke, not that funny. You don't like this at all. There we go. Only laugh I got was saying that she didn't like it at all. Where'd I lose you? Chlamydia, suicide, Judaism? <laughs> Pretty funny stuff, guys. Uh, I've, uh, <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been trying to lose weight recently. I've completely cut out fat. I do not eat fat at all anymore, guys. However, I am very woke and I live in San Francisco, so I still eat a lot of trans fat because that shit is brave and they deserve our support. <laughs> Transgender fat guys, pretty funny stuff. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I got Invisalign recently, which has been really annoying because I now have a somewhat noticeable lisp. And I'd say by far the worst part about having a lisp is any instance where you have to say the word lisp, could they have picked a tougher fucking word for someone with a lisp to say other than a lisp, an S followed by a P? Are you fucking kidding me? That'd be like if the only medical term for quadriplegic had to be said in sign language. <laughs> What's your medical condition? <laughs> Thank you very much. You guys have been great. Give it up for Zach Lord. That was great. Pretty much touched every base there. STDs, religion, and what else? And those shoes. Actually, I couldn't take my eyes off those shoes. Uh, your next comic, very funny guy. I'm very excited to bring him to the stage, and his name's Luke Moore. Make it loud for him. Hey guys, uh, how are y'all doing? Are y are we good? Right. Yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been having kind of a weird day. Um, I thought about calling my ex-girlfriend a bitch. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think I think uh, the word bitch is gender neutral, though, right? I mean, unless you're just talking about bitches. Okay. 
Yeah, I just I just got out of a very serious relationship. It was very serious. Like we would argue every day. That's how serious it was. Just very tense and serious all the time. Um, and it's weird. Like at the end of a relationship, you think about the beginning. Like we used to be like this, you know, three and a half years ago. Like I would finger her all the time, <laughs> everywhere. We went okay. <laughs> For all the radio listeners, I just did the the fingering. What is that called? The fingering sign language to finger the infinitive sign language phrase. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm I am I I have a lot of want. I want a lot like of girls now. So I'm single and I just oh, I just have a whole you, you f- I forgot, like, I, I carry around a big Home Depot bucket full of my want with me. And, like, sometimes I just, like, just dump it on girls sometimes. Like, I just, I, I put, you know, they just want a little bit. They just, like, when you're meeting a girl, they just want, you know, just a little bit, you know. But I have, like, a big paintbrush, and I dip it into my want, and I just, I splatter it on them, and then I lather it on them. And then I splather it on them. And sometimes I even, like, blather it on them. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I apply it. I apply it to them. I apply it to their face with my brush. I I want to, this is, I don't have a good setup for this, but I just want to say, I want to install my penis into a female interface like I wanna <laughs> I wa- you know how like I, I just wanna like you know like when you're on a computer and your cursor sometimes it, it'll be a little hand and you can like grab like images and like drag them you can grab and drag I just wanna do that I just wanna grab and drag <laughs> I just I want to I just want a woman I can toggle. I'm just trying to toggle. You know? I want to control alt delete. New task. And then I want the new task to be premiere. And then I want to premiere some titties in my face. <laughs> I want to gigabyte some titties. Softly. Okay, well that's 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 let's <laughs> bring Aaron back up here. Yeah. Give it up for Luke Moore one more time. Man, I feel like my sexuality just changed listening to that. And I don't know if I can be around electronics anymore. Kind of getting a little happy. But that's just like camaraderie, you know? Like it's not like it's not like for sure until you get like fully, you know? Like people think I'm gay for watching wrestling. But like I just get a halfy. <laughs> and that's not gay. Like if you see a couple dudes and they're naked and they're talking shit to each other and they slap each other around a couple times and then their buddies come in 
and join in and you get a halfy, that's just camaraderie. Like, that's fucking straight. I mean, yeah. Anyways, uh, let me ruin the next person's name. Uh, but they're going to be very funny. I know that for a fact. And their name is Dashiell Renaud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got, you got the first name. Did I turn this off? We're on? Okay. You got the first name right. That's usually the part people struggle with. But yeah, Renault. Yeah, yeah. Keep it going for Aaron, folks. Great show tonight. I was there when he got kicked out of that bar for make, talking about sucking dick for drugs. The bartender thought that he was telling him that he was sucking dick for drugs. But by the time he was able to clarify it, the bartender had already doubled down on kicking him off the stage. It's like, well, no one's going to joke about heroin for blowjobs in my bar. But uh, no one's here to attack Pam. Again, for a round of applause for Pam for letting us all in here and holding such a great show. Um, have you ever considered that toilet paper and tissue paper essentially it's the same thing? Just a difference in branding, really, you know? And what's super weird about it is that toilet paper works perfectly well as tissue paper. You can blow your nose with a piece of toilet paper as long as it doesn't have like excrement on it or whatever. But using Kleenex as toilet paper, on the other hand, doesn't work quite as well. I mean, maybe you're not working with the same kind of Brillo pad of a butt hair forest that I have going on, but you're going to end up with some Kleenex residue down there when you, you know, bring in the tissues home to use for your toilet paper and stuff. Um, but what's strange about this is that the tissue paper still sells for more than toilet paper. It's all in this branding. And the reason why is that box of Kleenex, perfect accent piece for your bedroom, right? Really classy. Good luck explaining to someone that that roll of toilet paper sitting next to your bed is there for your, you know, congestion issues. Whereas if you were to come over and see my bedroom, you would think I had just gotten over a really bad cold. Just little bundled Kleenex all over the place. Some serious sinus issues. Um, I was going to say, you know how anytime you see a sign somewhere telling you not to do something, it means that thing has been done a ton of times before, and the results were uniformly terrible. Like those signs that say, employees must wash hands before returning to work. A lot of Giardia went into the making of that sign. A shit ton, a literal shit ton of Giardia went into that sign. And the more signs you see, and the bigger they are, the bigger the problem was. Like, you know how every single five-gallon bucket, if you ever seen one, it says, warning, drowning warning, keep toddlers away from this bucket. You know how many dead toddlers went into putting the sign on that bucket? Literal bucket loads of dead toddlers had to happen before we had those signs on every bucket in America. But what really gets me, I don't know if anyone here has been down to the zoo lately. Anyone here been to the San Francisco Zoo? They've got these signs up at the zoo. No moleste los animales. What is going on in the Spanish-speaking community, folks? They do not, they're not telling anyone else not to molest the animals. And these signs are all over the park. Like, whatever went down, it was really bad. Someone got killed by a tiger in this zoo not too long ago. And there are no signs up being like, hey, don't get eaten by tigers. But they're telling all the Spanish speakers not to molest the animals. And do you know how, like, if someone tells you not to do something enough times, it just makes you want to do it all the more? I could stand like one hour at that zoo. I feel like these, these gazelles are looking way too frisky, looking like Shakira's character from the Zootopia or something. 
What a weird job for the animators there. It's like, you know, we're, we're making this character a pop star, so you're going to have to take this gazelle and make her look like a sexy woman. It's like, but I'm already attracted to the gazelle. I took Spanish. Um, speaking of which, you know how people are getting detained and even deported all over the country right now just because people see him out speaking Spanish? How crazy is that? No one warns you when you're in grade school choosing between Spanish and French that one of those options is going to get you deported and maybe even into some bestiality shit. The other option will get you a hand job in college. Um, but uh, my girlfriend's Latina. Uh, big round of applause for Latinas. Yeah, thanks for the support for Latinas. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I should really tip my maid more. Um, but uh, I was out the other day and I saw this hilarious t-shirt. It says, chill out, bro, I'm legal. I thought, oh man, I am totally going to have to get rid of this when she turns 18. <laughs> All right, folks, you've been awesome. Give it up for Aaron. Everybody, hide your orifices from Dashiell. I don't know. You started talking about the zoo, and I was like, I'm feeling something. And it's not camaraderie. <laughs> this might be a fully coming on. Uh, your next comic, he's gonna make you laugh, and I'm gonna fuck his name up. Maybe not. Kevin Shu. It's actually pretty funny. A lot of times, I can just tell people, "Hey, guess what my name is," and like three times already this they've just guessed correctly but the funnier than that is when uh i asked someone hey guess my name and they guessed charles right and they were like i was like no no they were like oh i was gonna guess kevin but that would have been racist um <laughs> uh so uh anyone else here take the bus to get here yeah who oh we got one bus taker well I, I don't know about you guys, but I really love public transportation. Uh, it's just fantastic. Like, I think it's just such a quintessential part of San Francisco. Like, I don't think you can say that you've been to, you know, like Fisherman's Wharf unless you've like waded through a pool of other people's urine to get there. Uh, it's like just, you know, an important part of the city. Um, one thing that really floors me about like public transportation in San Francisco is this thing called the excursion fee. I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, but okay, l let's say you. Like imagine, right, that you are uh, going to go to the BART station. You go up to the BART station, you tap, you know, whatever to get in, and then you think, oh, shit, I left my sourdough in the oven, or, you know, whatever it is that white people do I, when, when, when they're like leaving home and they, they have to go back. How, how much do you think that would cost you to like leave the BART station at that point? Uh, he doesn't know. It costs you six dollars. For reference, getting anywhere else in the city from like anywhere else in the city is two dollars, right? Three times as much to go in and get out. Imagine if like anything else were like that, right? Like so you were like, oh sir, you you went into the wrong store. That'll be twenty dollars, please get out. <laughs> or like, well, you know, coming into the men's restroom, that's that's free, but. Getting out's gonna cost you. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I love buses. Sometimes, you know, I'm I'm kind of a long and skinny guy, so meth heads will think I'm a cigarette and try to light me up and smoke me. Um, but yeah, I really love buses. I when, back when I was in college and you know I didn't have enough money to fly, I would take these six-hour-long bus rides from San Francisco to L.A. like once or twice a month, and it, 
like i don't know if you've ever been on like a six hour long bus ride but just imagine like i don't know like commuting back and forth from your house to work like 20 times and then like at the same time you're driving through the desert so it's like hot that that's what it's like to drive from la to san francisco or cisco uh on a bus anyways uh, i remember one time i have this very vivid memory of when we were you know we had to make a stop between san francisco and la and like in the middle of the desert somewhere and the thing is that there is like so we had to take this rest stop but the bus driver was very clear if you don't make it back to the bus in half an hour we are just gonna leave without you and you're fucked because uh and i just remember that you know as we were driving out like there was this poor woman who she, I, I guess she, she must have, you know, missed the half hour mark, and she was just running along the side of the bus, like, banging on the windows, like, please, please let me in, and I just kept on thinking, if you want to start a fight with a bus driver, you gotta get them out of the bus first, it doesn't work if you, you know, try to do it while they're still in the bus, um, but, <laughs> uh, the joke's on me, though, because later that day, I, I, you know, it was a six-hour-long bus ride, and I'd forgotten my glasses on the bus as as I was coming back cause I you know I was in the train station at by the point I realized and I, and I ran back to the bus and I see that the bus driver looks me dead in the eyes as I'm running up and begging her to stop and she just drives away and I learned that day that uh two things one is that it's really hard to run after a bus when you've been sitting there for like six hours and haven't gotten up in that time and also that, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't want to fuck with the bus drivers. <laughs> Kevin Chu, everybody. Yeah, dude, I like taking the bus, man. It's kind of relaxing because you see other people and they're just like... <laughs> You're like, oh man, well, I'm just like, not that bad. I'm kind of just like, mm, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> but at least I'm not like, yeah, it's like, fuck. At least I'm better than that guy. Anyways. Let's forget about the bus, because we're at a way more fun environment right now. And let's give it up for your next comedian, James Coker. Thank you for getting my name right. Uh, I, just, uh, I just moved here from New York a couple weeks ago. Uh, moving to a new city is hard, especially when you don't know anybody. You know, I've been uh, sitting alone in my apartment at night thinking about how I don't have any friends. When I could be back in New York actively choosing not to hang out with my friends. <laughs> I feel like as we, we get older, uh, we start making friends just out of proximity. Uh, we don't care about having a relationship with someone that we have a close connection with. All we care about is, does this person live in walking distance from me? It's like we take that Yelp filter that says walking four blocks or less. 
when we pick friends, it's like we go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. We just like throw whatever we see into a cart. It's like, all right, tub of vanilla frosting and frozen French bread pizza. You're now my friends. Uh, but I moved here because uh, my wife got a, got a new job here. Um, and um, I love her. She's unbelievable. Um, and I realized when she told me she got this job and we were going to move that I had gotten to the point in my life where my marriage was more important than anything else in my life. It's because I knew that I wouldn't meet anybody else in my life who would be cool with me eating salad with my hands. <laughs> because that by far is the best way to eat salad. Like, have you ever tried to eat arugula with a fork? It's fucking ridiculous. You might as well use lubed up chopsticks. It works with spinach, but romaine or bib, you gotta cut it, or you might as well just take it with your hand and fold it into taco. Salad is a finger food, and I will not rest until that happens. Uh, when I told people that I was moving here to San Francisco, everyone says, oh, you're gonna love San Francisco. It's a great sports town. Do you like baseball? And I said, yeah. And then they tried to talk to me about baseball and I had to backpedal and I said, I'm sorry. When I said I like baseball, I meant I never watch it and I stopped playing when I was 11 years old because the boys started throwing too hard. I went home and I was like, dad, boys are throwing too hard. Um, <laughs> but I got, I got married seven months ago. Um, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Um, your applause are very patronizing. Um, but I learned that like my life is no longer just about me. It's um, about my wife. It's about my wife's family. And I love getting, um, hanging out with her parents. My in-laws are great. But I feel like they present sometimes, they'll ask me for my opinion on things with no intention of using my opinion as input on what they're going to do with a day. So they'll say, James, uh, we're gonna go see a movie today. Uh, what do you wanna see? This was like a summer ago, we were visiting him in Florida and I was like, I'd love to go see the Han Solo movie. They said, great, we bought tickets to the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. <laughs> Like a month later, we were hanging out. They came to New York to visit us, and they're like, we're going to go see a movie. We, go to, we see a lot of movies. And um, they said, James, uh, what, do you wanna, what movie do you want to go see today? I was like, well, I, I, uh, I'd like to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. And they said, great. We bought tickets to Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> it starts right now. Where's your coat? And I haven't even seen Mamma Mia 1. They're like, don't worry. You don't need to know a lot to understand the context. We'll explain it to the car. Come on. Uh, that's my time. Thanks so much, guys. Dude, Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Numero dos? Oh, yeah. Mi culito es mucho mojado from that one. <laughs> Why am I doing shitty Spanish for a fucking Italian movie? I don't know. Why isn't Mexicans making all of our food? Because they're good at it. Uh, your next comic definitely gonna fuck up their name, but it's only half my fault because I had a hard time reading their handwriting too. So I'm gonna sound it out. But it, uh, let's give it up for Hamza Al 
Maddie? Yeah. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Man, I kind of feel bad now because some of, you know, these guys actually have ro like real jokes that they've written. Uh, I sort of just came up here thinking I was going to wing it. <laughs> yeah, wing it. Let's do it. Uh, but I was just going to tell you guys about this new job I got. How many guys work? How many guys got jobs? <laughs> How many guys got jobs that you fucking hate? Any? Oh, shit. Just me? <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Um... So before I tell you guys what the actual job is, I got to tell you how I got it. Because it's, it's, it's a little bit weird, but just follow me here, okay? So I was... <laughs> so I was sitting in my room, and I was going through the mail. And I opened up this one mail, and it says, there's an opening for a sales position. And I was like, oh. And I kept reading. Uh, 22 an hour. Oh. Uh, job interview tomorrow Okay It didn't say one time in the whole thing What they were selling <laughs> And I was like hey fuck it Let's do it <laughs> So I went there the next day And I had no clue what to expect All I knew was it was a sales position So I go there the next day I arrive a little bit early And at the same time that my interview was supposed to be Two other guys are already there I'm like, what's going on? One of them was my age. He was about 19, 20. The other guy was like 46. That should have been my first clue that something's wrong here. But I was like, fuck it. So I go in, and fast forward, I'm in the interview, and I'm talking to the guy, and something you guys should know about me, I'm a Muslim, so any, 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 any religious people in the house? Hell yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking to the guy, and I, I bring up that I'm a Muslim, and I'm, I'm, actually, <clears throat> I'm actually fasting during the day, because it was Ramadan, right? And he says, I look at him, and he says this, oh, yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I got this guy. I'm like, assalamu alaikum, brother. How are you doing? Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got this one in the bag. All right, so fast forward, I actually get the job. Hell yeah. And so finally, finally, they tell us what we're going to be selling. So the manager comes out with a bag. He puts the bag on the table. We're all looking at him. We have no clue what's going on. He puts his hand in the bag, and he pulls out the most incredible kitchen knife. I have ever seen in my life. Hi, how are you doing? And he starts talking about the knife, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And he says, this, this knife is, the handle is, is molded in the most special way, and the steel is made from the core of the earth, and it lasts you 23 billion years, and it ends global warming, and it does backflips, and I'm like, oh my God, how much does it cost? He hands me the knife. He goes, this one is $136. Bro, d d take this knife back. That knife costs more than my whole outfit. I don't, I don't want to be liable for something like that. <laughs> so I've been doing the job for uh, two months now, and um, 
it's going pretty good, pretty good. Done, you know, a couple of sales here and there. Uh, probably should have thought of some more stuff before I came up here. <laughs> Man. Uh, all right, right on. That's my time. All right, give it up for Hamza. Yeah. Uh, your next comic, uh, also gonna have a hard time reading their name. Uh, so please give it up for Amy. <laughs> Amy Ledenvin Dicker. Yeah. yeah. I did that on purpose, didn't want you to call me a man. I always get the Amy. Since high school, I'm used to it. Hi guys, how are you doing? Yeah. So I recently saw an advertisement online. It said, get 2020 vision. I'm like, this is fascinating. I didn't think science was so far away. So I went to the eye doctor. I was like, I came here because of the advertisement. You claim that if I get surgery, I get to see the future. <laughs> is there any way I can change the year? No, you only got 2020? OK, cool. She looked at me in a very condescending way but she accepted my money. <laughs> so I went in, I go in, and this is the weirdest room I've ever been in. It's packed, and it's full of junkies. It, everybody's fucked in this room. There's a guy licking the wall. There's another guy just going around in circles, flossing, screaming in Spanish. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I just hear, ding dong, number 29. <laughs> so I go in to the surgery, and I sit down, and the doctor just puts the machine in front of me. <laughs> He had a dial-up connection that's on the side. <laughs> and then he comes back to me, just puts some Windex in my eyes, and leaves. And then he hands me a big bottle. He's like, here you go. This is your medicine. Don't use it all at once. It's very powerful. OK. So I go home, and my eyes start burning like crazy. Probably the Windex. <laughs> And I put some of it, and I look at the bottle, and it says, in written that it says, liquid roxinol, which sounds like a crazy drug name. Imagine your drug dealer coming like, yo, bro, yo, shit, I got this shit right here, bro. This new shit is called liquid roxinol. <laughs> it's going to melt your face, <laughs> and it's going to make you crave peanut butter cereal. <laughs> sure, I want it right now. So I got a little bit on some eye drops. Immediately, <laughs> completely out of this world. My face was melting, just slowly. I got, you know how high I was? I was eating Captain Crunch with water. This is how, cold water. This is how high I was, okay? And I thought I was Captain Crunch. Oh, kids, don't forget your liquid rocks and all. <laughs> I don't know why Mickey Mouse was there. Um, but yeah, I've been, using, I've been using the eye drops for everything. I was using it at home, at work. I've been even using them while I'm having sex. So, I mean, you can picture me while having sex. Don't picture me while having sex, if you want. <laughs> so, I'm having sex. <laughs> what? You've, you've never seen a Latin American having sex before? <laughs> and she can't see me, right? So, like, she's turned upside down, and I'm like, oh, great. I'm just reaching out. Getting the bottle, putting some liquid rocks in. 
oh yeah, that's the star. And she looks at me and is like, say my name, Consuela. And I'm, I'm having sex with it. And then as soon as it kicks in, my face just like, <laughs> again. And I came super hard and I completely passed out. <laughs> completely passed out. And I wake up again and I'm in this room full of all the people, super crowded, full of junkies, and I'm licking the wall, and I'm going around in circles, flossing my eyes. Thank you guys, you've been great. That was good shit. I think my sexuality changed again for the second time tonight. Now I'm only interested in people that fuck from side to side. If you do that backwards forward motion, get the fuck out, all right? This is San Francisco 2019. Uh, if I fuck up your next comedian's name, that's probably just gonna go with the trend for the rest of the night, you know? But uh, anyways, make it f loud for the very funny Cole Chapman, everybody. Yes. The extremely difficult to pronounce Cole Chapman. Give it up for him. <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. Guys, happens all the time. People mispronounce my name all the time. Like Cole? Oh, yeah, okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> we nailed it first time. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of new faces. Is this, is this uh, uh, Jesse's tutelage? Is this what's going on? Hell yeah, guys. Fuck yeah. Give it up for all you. Is this like a lot of first open mics here? First outside of the comedy college thing? Why is it so awkward now? <laughs> Did I, am I ratting you out? I know, I am aware that this is a thing that happens. Yes, it is true, you killed it, man. One more time for him, dude, that was incredible. Fuck yeah, man, that was great. I'm gonna go home tonight, I'm gonna think about you doing this. And it's gonna keep me up fucking all night. Yeah, oh, it's very unfortunate, sir. Please leave. Uh, <laughs> you've upset me greatly. Uh, okay, what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Um, I walked, uh, walked here, I walked through kind of a sketchy neighborhood on the way here. Anybody ever get sketched out when they walk through the Tenderloin? Never. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of, I, I, I used to, but these days not so much because I've kind of realized that I, I have uh, this kind of face. And when you got this kind of face, you get very different reactions. Because like some people, you walk through the Tenderloin, it looks like they're looking for drugs. Like Aaron over there, I see him, I'm like, for sure. Liquid Noxidil, whatever the fuck. He's looking for, <laughs> for that kind of shit. I walk through the Tenderloin, people think I'm looking for clues or something. <laughs> like, like, where's the rest of your gang? <laughs> Like walking around like, ooh guys, a needle. Mmm, a whole trail of them. Let's go. Kachak. Got a dog with me and everything. People people give me different reactions, man. It's weird. Like, I don't know, like I don't get dealt drugs often, and I think that's because I kinda have the face that looks like if you were gonna try and deal me drugs, there's a pretty good chance I might try to counter deal you the Lord or something, you know? You'd be like some guy's like, hey man, I hit you with some of this H. I'm like, if by H you mean his love, absolutely. Shoot me up, daddy. We are all one of him. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Got me again. Good, these Christians. <laughs> Sneaky Christians. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, like, I walk through, and it's weird, like, because at the end of the day, drug dealers on corners, they're good salesmen. They have different pitches. You know, you, you hear them sometimes, you know, on the corners, like, oxy weed, 
Coke, like that kind of thing. Noxidil, liquid, whatever the fuck. Like, they, yelling out all kinds of stuff. Then they see me walking down the street, and I got a kind of face that looks like, if you, if you were to ask me any old question, there's a pretty good chance I might answer you exclusively in big band jazz music. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'd be like, hey, Cole, how's it going? I'd be like, you're like, forget I asked. <laughs> this is extremely annoying. <laughs> so they see me walking down the street with my face, and they're like, let me, let me do something a little more his speed. I, uh, I walked by one guy. He whispered in my ear. He was like, peanut butter jelly sandwich? I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, strawberry jelly. I was like, uh, pass. <laughs> He was like, wait. I was like, what? He was like, Flintstones chewable vitamins. <laughs> I was like, what flavor? <laughs> he was like, wild berry. I was like, give me that shit. <laughs> Make it quick, bro. We got to go. <laughs> Sketchy shit. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's weird, though, because like, I, I do uh, I enjoy uh, marijuana. I'm sure a, a bunch of us here do. Uh, but I keep calling it drugs, and you can't do that anymore. Um, yeah, it's not drugs anymore. It is medicine. Get it right. I got it wrong once, and it was it was catastrophic. This is last week, man. I was at, I was at a club. I was with this very uh, beautiful uh, blonde lady, and you know, guys, when you're in that situation, you're like, whatever you want, babe, let's go. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really have the plan. You kind of got it, and I'm trying to be a good host, right? Um, so we're in this club, we're dancing, right? And I lean over, and I'm like, ha, you want any drugs? <laughs> She's like, yeah, let's go. Goes to the, grabs my hand, leads me to the bathroom, and I'm like, uh oh. Uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with what's going on, I only have a vape pen on me. <laughs> Those were the drugs. <laughs> we get to the bathroom. She's like, she's like, all right, let's do this. I'm like, sativa's all right. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck? Like, you've never seen someone more pissed off in a bathroom. <laughs> I was like, I got a peanut butter jelly sandwich if you want. <laughs> maybe Flintstones chewable vitamin, maybe something like that. All right, guys, that's my time. Go to for Aaron one time. Hell yeah. That's all medicine now, man. Again. They call like they call mushrooms and medicine now or they're like trying to figure out how to use it medicinally and they're trying to figure out how to use ecstasy medicinally. But like I just take like regular medicine to get like medicine, you know? I'll be like popping Xanax. People are like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I'll be like, "Shut up. This is my medicine, bitch." I'll be like, you know, taking Adderall. Be like, dude, why don't you smoke some weed? Be like, I don't take that fucking bullshit medicine. This shit's been around for a long time. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Last person of the night. Make it loud for Luke Newman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cole, let me tell you something. I think you've been watching too much of The Wire. Cause a good, a good, a good drug dealer is not on the corner like I got weed, I got coke, I got meth, I got heroin. Usually, feel like they use a little bit more discretion. Anyway, um, so just uh, left my phone in the Uber recently. I was a little bit drunk and high. And that song, Joanna, I can't Joanna, I was like, who is Joanna, you know what I mean? I don't know. I was feeling the song, got out the car, uh, you know, went to call my Coke dealer and uh, <laughs> realized my phone was in my pocket. And that's when you realize, you know, 
before you get out of Uber, you need to do some coke. If you're drunk and high, you know what I mean? Because you're drunk, you're high, you're feeling it. You know what I mean? But if you have, you need the coke because you're checking everything before you get out, get out that Uber when you're on some powder. And you're looking in the glove compartment. Uh, pop the trunk, bro, you know? <laughs> Matter of fact, empty your pockets, motherfucker. I don't know. But uh, anyway, lost all my fucking uh, four or five years of notes and jokes and shit. So the last thing I saved in the cloud, because I don't fucking trust the, the fucking cloud. You know what I mean? Which cloud? You know, clouds come and go. You know, what is it? <laughs> fucking cum cumulonimbus or what, what cloud are we talking about? You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I got to go back to my fucking jokes that I fucking wrote before I even got on stage. So if, if you don't mind, I'd like to share some of this with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. Uh, so what am what I? Uh, and this is it's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. This is gonna be hard for me. But you know, this is all I got. Okay. You know. So the other day I dislocated my shoulder. Oh, there it is. Okay. I told you it was gonna be it's gonna be hard. Um, you know, it's really annoying when. Uh, people refer to themselves in the third person but what's even more annoying is when people refer to other people in the first person that shit gets confusing uh, so I just started playing fantasy baseball recently in first place my fucking fantasy Did you get it? Thank you. Did everybody else get it? I don't know because you didn't say. But you got it. So only you got it. Congratulations, man. Everybody give him a round of applause for getting it. For getting the joke. Um, what else? Oh, we're all proud of the fucking revolution. You know, American Revolution. But I feel like if if we never revolted, wouldn't we just be Canada? <laughs> All right, thank you, fucking political science major over here. They got they still got the queen on their money, and they got fucking free healthcare. You know what I'm saying? I think we should have never. Revolted. Here's some quotes uh, for you. Bitches ain't shit. Salvador Dali, the great Salvador. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. Ja Rule. He said that. A good, great philosopher. Oh, oh, now you want to build a railroad. The Donner Party. <laughs> uh, why am I here? God. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Uh, man, for for fucking for years, I I. I uh, not the most cultured guy, and this is not a strong joke to end on. <laughs> but we're just running through shit. For years, I, uh, I'm not the most cultured. Let me start over. I'm not the, uh, sorry? You'll allow it. Oh, thank you. This guy's a fucking uh, Supreme Court uh, nominee over here. <laughs> 
for you know what I'm saying I'm not the most cultured individual you know what I'm saying for years I thought uh, Art Deco was a person <laughs> alright fucking uh, that's the joke I'm gonna end on that's how I do you know what I'm saying that's how I fucking do thank you very much. Are you coming up here? Come on, come on, come on up. Luke Newman, everybody. Thank you all for coming. Wasn't it such a blast? We all learned some things, right? We might have lost a couple brain cells, but we had fun doing it. You guys shook my sh- sweaty palms. And I fucked up your guys' names, but we got through it, all right? So, everybody, give it up for Pam. And give it up for yourselves. And, you know, wrap it up, you know? Yeah, use protection. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe don't drink too much tonight. Take an Uber. Have fun. Love dad, okay? of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm. 
podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Well, hey there, 
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tushar Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Four ninety nine. 
and welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warding School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun, and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm, or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as MutinyRadio.fm, listen in live from home, or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. Flat black plastic. It's special Tuesday afternoon.